0: super talk mississippi media production
1: have you heard all the rave about the new quick grill located inside the be quick chevron on veterans boulevard come visit be quick chevron along with quick grill be quick food Marts, your locally owned hometown convenience store wherever you are
0: to all the folks in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning six to nine gallo show we'll start your day the informed way super talk mississippi 97.3 Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In
2: our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I said one Mississippi, there's
3: a magnolia tree.
0: It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
4: From the Foundation Studio on Biloxi's Back Bay, I want to welcome you to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every single Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors for the state of Mississippi. I want to also thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi radio network or on C Spire. TV it's super talk TV but if you're listening on Facebook YouTube or your favorite podcast it is May the 2nd 2022 um, hey my son Jordan and uh, my good friend Terry Wadrop and I decided on mid at midday Saturday when the weather eased up had this pretty serious weather uh, front come through or at least weather you know storm And uh, we headed to uh, Horn Island. The fishing was actually kind of slow. I mean, what do you expect when you get there at midday? But Jordan did catch a four-pound speck. But Horn Island, what a great reminder. Every time I go there, I think this is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. The, The water was crystal clear. The ospreys were flying. It was paradise, paradise on earth. And, again, a great reminder that we have access in Mississippi in terms of the outdoors to some of the most amazing outdoors opportunities in the world. That's why I continue to call Mississippi the capital of the outdoors in America. Wow. Wow. We are so lucky to live here. Hey, before we get to what will be a very very special show today, I want to. I have a very special tribute. Our beloved outdoors personality and friend Bobby Cleveland died as a result of a auto accident last week. It's so sad. He was a he was a native of Hattiesburg, and, and most recently was a spokesman for the Pearl River Valley Water Supply District. Um, he worked pretty hard to bring special events to the reservoir, among other things. But look, his, his passion in life was the outdoors and cooking. And some, some and most would tell you just life in general. Over over the years, he's appeared here on, on the Supertalk Radio Network countless times just sharing his love of the outdoors. His older brother, Rick Cleveland, wrote of Bobby this. He was a big man with a huge appetite for life. He was older, but but Bobby was always larger. My big little brother, I called him. He was an expert fisherman and hunter and a gourmet chef. Let's put it this way. A lot of seafood and a whole lot of love went into his gumbo. It was always rich and spicy. Bobby is best known for his outstanding work as an outdoors writer, though. Uh, He worked for the Clarence Ledger over so many years dominating the back page of the sports section uh his brother rick said bobby once told him this i figured by the time people get to the back page of the sports section they are tired of reading about wars and murder in the news section and reading about how their teams lost in the rest of the sports section when they got to me they were ready to be entertained I knew Bobby really well over the over the years. I fished in fishing tournaments along the coast for like over 30 years. When I weighed fish, Bobby was almost always there. He was enthusiastic. Uh, when we would dock our boats, he would he was he was standing there, and uh, I can re- recall so many amazing and fun uh, conversations with Bobby over the years. He was just a really great. Uh, outdoors writer. When I would catch a big shark, for example, at the Deep Sea Fishing Rodeo, he always covered it like it was his first shark story. Uh, He wanted to hear all the details. And when you read his uh, shark stories, you could almost hear the theme song for Jaws in the background, dun-dun, 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 dun dun. as you read, you could just hear it. He loved to write, and it was always so obvious, his passion for the outdoors. That's what made him such a great outdoor columnist and writer. Uh, he had such a passion for telling the story, and he loved the outdoors. The outdoors community is shedding a tear today because we've lost a brother. Uh, Bobby's contributions to the outdoors uh, community will continue to live on through his life, through his writing. He leaves an incredible legacy. I think editorial cartoonist Marshall Ramsey probably said it best when he when he said something like, "When you when you look at the world today, it can be a scary place. We need more Bobby Clevelands, not less." god bless bobby's family so now let's uh celebrate what bobby loves so much when i look back at some of the shows i've had since launching super talk outdoors in october of last year there are a lot of favorites but one that really stands out is the conversation i had with Toxie hayes and cuz strickland of mossy oaks those guys are incredible outdoor ambassadors for the state of Mississippi. You know that Mossy Oaks brand is an, is an outdoors icon. Toxie told me when we were having the conversation that his craft is about connecting human beings to nature and the outdoors. And the brand of Mossy Oaks is all about connection to Mother Earth. Uh, when he talked about Mossy Oaks as a company, he said this, that we're, we're light on our feet, gunslinging slinging entrepreneurs. We're able to do what we need to do to react to the marketplace. It was just uh, an overall fantastic conversation with, with a couple of guys who were making a huge difference in the outdoor community all, all across America, for that matter while we were setting up i had an opportunity to meet his son daniel he helped he helped his father get all set up and i made a note to myself that i wanted to get daniel and his twin brother neil back to uh visit with me for a whole show and so today is that day i want to welcome to super talk outdoors daniel and neil haas of uh, mossy oaks how you guys doing
5: doing great
6: Doing well, yeah. Uh, Thank you for having us on here. And I've got to say first and foremost that uh, if Dad were on the show, he would want to say, because he's been talking about it over the weekend, but Bobby Cleveland was the very first writer to uh, write a story about Malcy Oak in the 80s, Uh, and he's always been a friend of Malcy Oak. He's always uh, spoken well and and had a good relationship with Dad and some of the first employees. Uh, I know that Mississippi has always been lucky to have Rick and Bobby Cleveland both. They're both incredible writers uh, and it's, yeah, we were all really, really sad to hear the news about Bobby. He was a great outdoor staple in Mississippi for decades.
4: Well said, Daniel. I mean, I, listen, I never have met a nicer fella. I mean, just, and you know, the thing is when you have a passion for something, it doesn't wear off. If anything, as you you know, the years wear on, you get more passionate about it. And Bobby really dis- d- defined that, didn't he?
6: He did. And, yeah, you know, that's the cool thing. He, he's been riding since before we were born. And some of the early articles about Mossy Oak that we kind of have to, you know, we have to relive those days through stories and uh, video and whatever. Uh, what what we read from from Bobby that he wrote, it's not just, you know, cookie cutter articles about the success of the business and the numbers and things like that. He wrote things 35 years ago that are still cool to read now that uh, are still entertaining and kind of tap into the soul of, of the early days of Mossy Oak when dad was still young and in his 20s. Uh, so, yeah, he's he was very talented. We are lucky to have him for a long time. Yeah,
4: yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing story. I really enjoyed visiting with your dad and people like Bobby did a great job of capturing that. Hey, so, uh, Neil, where are you right now as, as we're having this show?
5: Uh, I'm in Mobile, Alabama right now, so I'm not too far from you.
4: Yeah, good, good. And uh, and Daniel, where are you?
6: I'm at uh, our camp in Livingston, Alabama. Mississippi turkey season, as everyone listening already knows, just ended. Uh, and Alabama has an extra week this year since it delayed the opening day so we've uh, Mossy Oak is 20 miles from the Alabama border in West Point so we're not very far it's kind of like our second home coming across the border and, and hunting over here
4: I know, I know it is. And your dad was there when we, uh, when we had the show with him. It was actually the second show for Super Talk Outdoors. Listen, guys, I could find a hundred different places to start this show, but I thought probably the best place to start is here. Um, hang tight. And for the radio audience, there's going to be some shuffling and whatever. Just, just bear with me for a second. Listen carefully, very carefully. To what's happening in this video and then we're going to talk about it on the other side so I'm going to uh, turn to my partner in crime Cal Curley and ask him to cue the video
0: Up, up.
2: Let's go. What a big old turkey! Oh, so, he's he's huge! huge. Here, let me see your gun, Papa.
6: Oh my God! You got him!
2: Oh you got him. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh my God!
4: So, Kyle, that's good. So, what <laughs> oh what we just observed was your pawpaw killing a turkey. And you guys can tell me the significance of that. But as as you guys were getting the turkey and filming the moment, I, I was watching both of you guys, and I'll come to both of you. But, Daniel, what what did that moment mean to you?
6: Uh, it was it was unbelievable. Uh, I mean, anybody, we've luckily had a lot of people following along. And Ch- Aaron Papa all in the past four or five years, uh, really. But he's been turkey since the 40s uh, when he, he grew up in South Alabama down in Mobile.
4: Hey, Daniel, let's do this. We're at the end of the yeah. segment. We'll pick it up from right there.
2: Carter Jewelers is having our annual balloon pop sale, and it's a good one. This is how the balloon pop works. After you have made your jewelry selection, you pick and pop a balloon that will have a discount voucher of at least an extra, and I mean an extra, 10 to 30% off your entire purchase. All balloons win with discount vouchers up to an extra 30% off our May Madness sale prices. You're not going to beat our sale prices the way they are. But with the extra balloon pop discounts, the savings are incredible. All purchases include lunch for two at my favorite restaurant, the Aladdin Mediterranean Grill. And Dad, don't forget to tell them about our 12-month interest-free financing. And don't forget about our no-credit check financing. That's Carter Jewelers, the oldest business in Jackson, located on the corner of High and State Street, and at the Pemberton-Kroger Plaza in Vicksburg. Sale in Saturday, Mother's Day Eve at 6 p.m.
3: Come out to Mississippi Makers Fest on May 7th from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at the two Mississippi museums in downtown Jackson. Enjoy live music from the North Mississippi All-Stars and a huge lineup of bands plus art and food from over 50 makers. The World of Marty Stewart exhibit will also open at the museums the same day featuring artifacts from Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton, Marty Stewart himself, and more. Mississippi Makers Fest is sponsored by Southern Beverage Company. And the World of Marty Stewart is sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Mississippi. For more info, visit mdah.ms.gov.
0: Yellow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Mississippi.
4: Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. When we went to break, and it's hard for the radio audience to kind of sense what we were watching on YouTube and, and on Facebook, but it was a really special video. And we're going to explain to you what the significance of that moment is. But essentially, it was their Paul, there with Daniel and Neil and their father, Toxie, uh, shooting a very significant turkey. And this is, this is sort of a history making turkey. And we'll come back to the whole story now. Daniel, if you could just pick up where you left off, and then we'll come to you next, Neil.
6: Yeah, the, there's there's historical significance and then there's more recent significance uh, the past four or five years as you know our papa he didn't even know how to use the internet or, or much about it he's, he legitimately thinks e-commerce is people calling us on the phone and placing an order over the phone and we ship it to him he, he was you know asking that last week so he's uh, you know he doesn't realize how many thousands of people are praying for him and cheering him on all around the country you know in in West Point uh, and in the whole Golden Triangle, it kind of has the – we compare it to like a a big Texas high school football town where everybody goes to breakfast on Saturday and they're, they're talking about the game and people are always seeing us and, and wishing Papa well and uh, wishing him good luck next turkey season. And so for the past four or five years, we've never really known when, as his health has declined, when his last hunt was going to be. So uh, every single hunt, whether he kills a turkey or not, has been incredibly special. Uh, but not just getting out in the woods – Papa still gets as fired up as he was when he was a kid. I mean, he really, you would think that maybe, you know, just getting in the woods is, is a success and it, and it definitely is, uh, or that maybe killing a turkey isn't as important to Pawpaw. And it, it's certainly, he's in better health and spirits just to get out in the woods at all. But,
5: uh,
6: uh man, even though he's 91, almost 92, uh, he still gets just as fired up as, as he was when he was a teenager and killed his first turkey. So him actually getting one. I mean, it puts him on top of the world, and and to be able to share it with not just everybody in Mississippi that has a uh, a close connection to him geographically, but there's people all over the turkey on community uh, that get that get so fired up for him, and it's I mean, from a family perspective and from a multi perspective with everyone that follows
5: along, uh, it's just the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, it really is. I would say he gets more excited than he did when he was a teenager. Uh, that 91-year-old. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I thought it was cool, guys. I think Neil, it might have been you that said this, or it could have been Danny, but I think it was you, Neil, who said that when you killed your your uh, elk a couple of years ago uh, out west, uh, that it was uh, it was the best experience in the woods, other than when your pawpaw kills a turkey. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's you know, I th- what's what I say this often that the outdoors community most of us know now look some people didn't get the love of the outdoors from their fathers and their grandfathers thank god they were friends and others in their lives that introduced the outdoors to them but so many of us got it from our from you know the, those who came before us but this special connection that you two have not just with each other's being twins who have learned a love of the outdoors together you know for your entire lives and not just from your father but the role that your Paul plays in that this sort of dna connection that you guys have had this incredible opportunity to appreciate that's powerful, isn't it, uh, Neil?
5: Yeah, and, and and also, you know, growing up, you know, when, as a kid, everyone, if, you, if you're if you lucky enough to have your parents and your grandparents around, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you're, that's just taking care of you. And, you know, if you're hunting, that's just taking you hunting, teaching you how to hunt and holding your hand while you go to the woods and all that and showing you how it's done. Well, then, you know, later in life, obviously, when your grandparents get older, you know, the roles reverse and you start taking care of them and taking them to the woods. And so you kind of pay back what they, they gave to you all those years. And so that's, I remember uh, in, when I was in high school, because, uh, you know, growing up, Daniel and I being twins, uh, luckily we had our grandfather around, so we'd always split up. You know, Papa would take one of us and Dad would take one of us, so it worked out well. Papa always had, had a grandson to take hunting. And, um, but I remember in high school for the first time that I actually got in the truck, picked up Papa at his house, drove him out to the woods, called up a turkey for him and he killed the turkey. And that was that moment where I knew that the roles were kind of reversing. And then that, this was kind of, you know, for the rest of our lives that when we were turkey hunting, it was going to be us taking him instead of him taking us. Um, and since then, uh, you know, we've taken him every year, uh, we can't, and, and, and he's, He's turkey hunted for 75 uh, seasons. It would be more than that. When he was uh, when he was 18, 17 or 18 years old, uh, he had tuberculosis and he was uh, unable to hunt for three years. Uh, and so, the 75 years that he's turkey hunted, uh, he's killed a turkey every single season that he's hunted. So, uh, it's really special. This being the 75th, and and you know, there's there's not very many people because turkeys. Uh, not many people know this, but turkeys have, were basically extinct in a lot a large portion of the United States for a long time. And, and so the, there's, there, there was only about 2,000 turkey hunters in the United States when he got into turkey hunting. Uh, so there's not very many of those people left. And so for someone to, to shoot a turkey 75 seasons in their lifetime, uh, it's just something that it's hard to fathom.
4: Hey, and Daniel, when you came back to the tree where your dad and Pawpaw, Mr. Fox to us, were sitting, and you saw your dad and, of course, your, your Pawpaw's reaction, but your dad, this, this is... Your dad feels the same way about this as you guys do. I mean, it's just, he's, you're, you're able to immerse yourself in the moment and cherish it for what it is in the moment. And, and what's, what's unique to you guys, you're young and you get that, but, but your dad certainly gets that. What did this mean to him?
6: I mean, it was, uh, it, it it means the world to all of us. And really, to Dad, I mean, he's got a connection. Obviously, that it that spans a really long time. It's it's on top of the family connection. You know, him and him and my granddad growing up—that's who instilled the love of the outdoors for him. Uh, uh, you know, the values that we wear on our sleeves of leaving the woods and the uh, outdoors better than we found it. You know, that that mossy oak and that idea started with Dad, but it really started with Papa instilling that in Dad. They would grow up. You know, there were no turkeys in West Point when Dad was a kid, so they would drive back down to South Alabama to. Pop old hunting club, Choctaw Bluff. And, uh, you know, my granddad, a lot of people do, a lot of people know, some don't know that he actually, uh, relocated wild turkeys to West Point. Uh, and the, all the turkeys that we're now hunting in Clay County are, you know, you can trace their lineage back to uh, the turkeys that he relocated. So even the turkey that he killed, uh, last, last week, sorry, dog barking there. The turkey that he killed last week can be traced back to the turkeys that he relocated himself. So, uh, the, the role that wild turkeys play in Malsiak's history and in our family history—I I mean, it can't be overstated. It's just—it's something special that that uh, just—it goes back a long way, and it—it's it, in our blood.
5: Yeah, and, and I'll say with the relocating thing, and then Papa, you know, killing a turkey for seventy-five seasons is amazing, but he's lived his entire life by always giving back something to the resource more than the more than he always takes, and so like, and he spent his entire life living by that, so. Yeah, if someone could ever learn anything from him, it would be the most important thing he could teach anyone would be how to give something back to the resource when you take something, and so that way it never goes away. Because turkey hunting is a precious resource, and it's and and it could go away at the blink of a hat if we abuse it. So, um,
4: hey, so Neil, what's cool about you and your brother Daniel is, is as I mentioned a few minutes ago, you're twins. So you've had an opportunity. To have a father and a grandfather and others around you, cousin, all these others around you that have really taken you under the wing, you know, as early as five years old, maybe even before that, for all that matter. You've had this opportunity to to just be introduced to what is at the at the at the core of of our outdoor heritage in Mississippi. But in addition to that, you know this mossy oak's brand that was sort of part well not sort of been literally central to your life, your whole life. And then there's the business side and all that. When did it occur to you as you were growing up that you were part of something that was that the other kids didn't necessarily get to get to feel and appreciate?
5: Um, pretty uh, well, uh, yeah, the, when it comes to Mossy Oak and like the lifestyle and the culture around that, uh, Mossy Oak and the people that made the company what it was, uh, growing up. I mean, that's something we realized as soon as we were old enough to, to hunt, uh, just realizing how unbelievably cool. Uh, what dad and, 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 his friends that were working with him that had started building and, um, and what it is today. But yeah, it, yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things, you know, I guess we still pinch ourselves now, but it's, it's such a cool business and such a cool lifestyle, it's something that we can wake up every day and just be, you know, super motivated to, to go to work.
4: Yeah. So, hey, Daniel. Same same question to you. It, it's been it's been a heck of a ride, but you've really sort of understood and appreciated it from a very young age, haven't you?
6: Yeah. I mean, I would say the scale. You know, it took a a little bit of getting older before you really realized. Like, whenever we're younger, Malciok is his dad and his buddies and a lot of our extended family. And uh, you know, from a from that perspective, we we see it uh, and it surrounds us. But we didn't at a really young age. We didn't go to trade shows yet. We didn't really. You know, there was no social media. Uh, we didn't really get to see the the nationwide scale of, of all that was going on. So then when you're old enough to, you know, when social media starts to come along and, you know, millions of people are talking about Malasu Line, and then you get to go to trade shows and guys from all over the country are stopping you and telling you how cool it is that, that they used to grow up watching Dad and Cuz and Papa and uh, whoever uh, hunt on the Outdoor Channel and TNN and all that. You know, then it start, starts to broaden your scope of, all right, this isn't just... A bunch of people in the southeast that uh, are really inspired and love participating in what Mossy Oaks is all about. It's you know people all over the place.
4: We've got twin brothers Daniel and Neil Haas from uh, Mossy Oaks. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about what it's like to have a twin brother to enjoy life with. We'll see you after this break.
7: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A slight chance of rain today, partly sunny, high near 88. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 68. Your Tuesday, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 88. And for your Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, high all the way up to 90 degrees. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871.
0: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. This is Joe Rooks for do-it-yourselfers or seasoned pros. Revelace is the place to go. This is Smokey Williamson. If it has to do with keys, Revelace Hardware can help. We cut house and office keys. We can rekey locks in the store. And in some stores, we can even key alike padlocks. At Revel Ace, we program automobile keys and fobs
2: for most makes and models for much less than the dealer. There's a Revel Ace hardware near you.
5: Come see us.
7: Learn more at RevelHardware.com.
5: we
1: I'm Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The latest on the Mississippi festival that turned deadly over the weekend. According to Hines County Sheriff Tyree Jones, a total of six people were shot at the Mudbug Festival in Jackson. Five were injured, one now dead. Just five songs into Blue Oyster Colt's set, gunshots could be heard from the rear parking lot, forcing swarms of people to sprint inside the Coliseum. Jones later added that the violence of what was supposed to be a family Oriented event can all be attributed to teenagers. The one teen who was killed was seen wearing a mask and firing shots from inside a car before being shot by a police officer. Two other juveniles, who were apparently in that same vehicle, were detained for questioning. According to multiple attendees on Facebook, they saw more than a handful of teens carrying visible guns within the festival. Fortunately, the five others who were shot are now in stable condition. The motive for that shooting is still unknown.
3: The World of Marty Stewart exhibit will debut at the two Mississippi museums in Jackson on Saturday, May 7th. The exhibit explores Stewart's life and his legacy of collecting country music stories, including hundreds of items never shown before in Mississippi, such as original, handwritten Hank Williams manuscripts. For more information, go to worldofmartystewart.mdah.ms.gov. There's a ton
0: of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Be sure and subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and the good things happening here in the state. Accurate information, in-depth analysis, and clear insight all in one place. The Gallo Radio Show with Paul Gallo. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. This is Super Talk Outdoors with
1: Ricky Matthews on Super Talk
4: Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have Daniel and Neil Hayes. <laughs> I'm going to take my medicine because during the break they reminded me, which I knew already, that it's not pronounced Haas, it's pronounced Hayes. It's just a unique pronunciation that this family has. And I knew that from the conversation I had with their father, and I just didn't remember, unfortunately. But I take my medicine, and I'll try not to make that mistake again. But anyway, when we went to break, we were talking about the incredible sort of brotherhood that you guys had. I, I enjoyed watching your hunt together in the West. Uh, what, what what a dynamic what a dynamic experience that was for both of you as you both got elk and that and that hunt i think 43 miles you walked And look this we're not talking about flatlands are are we neil
5: no no that, and especially for uh i'm not i'm not a, a track star by any means and so uh Going up those mountains uh, definitely are, and it's the breathing that really gets to you. But no, I, I I don't mind it, and you know chasing elk when you're hearing a bugle and and uh, you kind of forget about it. It's 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 kind of an afterthought as far as being tired because you're so excited. So Dan,
4: Daniel, what you see what you see on the video is uh, you know again. Up and down and all around, it's you know. Then you have the altitude. You have to deal with a lot of huffing and puffing. But the opportunity, I, I, I bring that up just because in that particular one is you. You, the name of the uh, of that particular video was Bond of Brothers, and it really gave you and him, you and your brother Neil, an opportunity to sort of talk about what it meant to you to be able to hunt together. But uh, but anyway, dynamic hunt in the West, but more importantly, the opportunity to be able to have those experiences with your brother is super special, isn't it?
6: Uh, It it has been. It's been awesome. You know, we never have to worry about having a buddy to go hunt with. Uh, Like Neil said, we had a split time growing up. Sometimes you're flipping a coin to see who gets to go uh, deer hunting or or turkey hunting with Dad. And uh, we've spent a whole lot of mornings in a duck blind with each other since we're not limited to uh, one or two seats. Uh, that we, we've spent an incredible amount of time in the woods, and as we're getting older and starting to travel to uh, hunt a little more, it, it's been even cooler to experience some new places and new types of hunting for the first time uh, with each other. You mentioned the elk hunt. We're we're going to Maine at the end of of the month to hunt turkeys, and you know, there, there's a huntable population of wild turkeys in 49 states. So you can't hunt them in Alaska, so the place that we're going to Maine is the northernmost uh, area in the country that you can hunt turkeys. So uh, it's going to be beautiful up there, and it's just another you know hunting trip that we get to take with each other. That you know we know we're in the in the good old days right now, being able to travel a lot. And I don't have kids yet. Neil's got his first son, but we don't have as much that's uh, mm-hmm. quite yet that's keeping us from from doing a bunch of traveling and, and having these experiences. And we're we're never going to slow down all the way, but uh, you know right now it's certainly some of the uh, going to be some of the best memories of our life looking back on them
5: yeah and i'll say that the main trip to is, is capping off a project we've been working on this spring we're working on we we're building a uh, turkey desk called the mr fox limited edition uh and it's kind of building a, a turkey hunting product like a vest to kind of honor our grandfather and because so many people are, love you know being a part of what he what he means to the turkey hunting uh so that that turkey vest, we have a prototype this spring that we been sending out to all the our you know different friends and family and stuff and and we're calling it the traveling fox fest but it's been all over the place and uh and but the the project started on uh, the opening day in Mississippi and we're gonna end it in Maine with our trip up there we're gonna take it up there with us so uh it's it's been a really cool project a lot of different people friends and family of uh, Oak, have been able to hunt hunt in it. Kill turkeys in it. And we kind of have a little journal. Everybody that hunts in the vest writes in the journal, a little you know, note to Mr. Fox or something like that. Uh, so that's been really cool. And so that's kind of what we're going up to Maine is to finish off that project.
4: Neil, that's a, that's such a cool thing. I, I mean, if you think about where Oak started with your dad and Mr. Fox, uh, you know, having sort of the old school um, you know, patterns on whatever they were at the time, more like army pattern. And uh, your dad would say, "Why didn't we, Why don't we just go over there closer to the turkey?" And your and your grandfather would say, "We can't." And so you'd set up a blind, and you know, hopefully you could call call the turkey in. And so Mossy Oaks was born on that on that conversation, essentially, or that experience. And you know, here we are, sort of going full circle with all the experience you guys have had turkey hunting to have a turkey vest now to honor your grandfather. Man, Daniel, that's got to be like the Coolest thing to be able to be in a situation like that.
6: It is, and you know, bottomland. Uh, as, as everybody knows, the the pattern Oak started with that you described to uh, created from a handful of dirt sticks and leaves in a Ziploc bag to try to figure out. You know, Dad was twenty five at the time, twenty six when Oak was in, first incorporated, and uh, he was just a, a young kid out of college, obsessed with turkeys, and wanted to figure out a way to hide better from them. And yeah, that on top of all the uh, that legacy and the the family heritage that we have. Uh, the fact that Bottomland has seen this big resurgence, and Neil and I are, you know, we can. It's still uh, just as versatile and, and effective as it was back in the day. But now it's kind of like a uniform for people that really love turkeys and, uh, you know, care a little uh, more deeply about the outdoors. So even when we're elk hunting and even when we're, when we're up in Maine, uh, we're we're still wearing Bottomland uh, all over the country. So it's it's really cool. It started just in South Alabama uh, with Dad tr- obsessed with hiding from turkeys and and now you can find it elk deer duck turkey uh just going to the co-op really i mean it's it's just turned into a uniform for uh outdoorsmen.
4: hey listen um when i talked to your dad i talked about a book a really really popular book in corporate land i was a ceo for 15 16 years of my career and it, the book was called Built to Last, and you may remember me mentioning in the conversation with your dad. But it said that those those companies that can stand the test of time have built into their company enduring core values. And you certainly have been able to do that. And what it means then is that the company would live on long after the the founder moves away or does, you know dies or, or gives the company up or whatever. But built into these companies, into the company, is an enduring core value. You got Guys are, are at the age now where you're beginning to start, of, sort of feel the fact that this passing of the baton, the passing of these enduring core values. Do you sense it, Neil? Do you feel the responsibility to to keep uh, you know yourselves in a position where you can stay gunslingers and entrepreneurial and respond to the market the way your dad talked about it? Do you feel that 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 raising uh, responsibility?
5: Yeah, we do. And, and we, you know, we, we obviously know that that comes with tremendous responsibility, but when we've been taught by obviously our granddad and our dad, and, uh, just, you know, all the correct values and, and how to do things the right way. And, and so I don't think there's any, any question as to, uh, how Daniel and I will, uh, will keep the legacy going. I think we'll basically just mainly just do whatever they would do. Uh, you know, that there's, there's no, uh, there's definitely nothing uh, crazy that we'd be doing that would be uh, diverting from what they did growing up. So, yeah, they're they, they uh they're tremendous role models, and they taught us uh, really well. And, and, I mean, we're just lucky to have them. I mean, they're just incredible. My dad and my granddad are just two of the most incredible people that we've ever known. So,
4: so Daniel, to you, you feel that responsibility, that growing responsibility?
5: Yeah, I mean, luckily, you
6: know, I've had uh, friends at other companies joke about, there are you know, some brands out there that, that kind of rely on what they see others do and then try to emulate it uh, to, to run their business. And, and they were joking that uh, how, how you know lucky, uh, whatever, if you have that spirit that dad had, uh, that you don't have to look elsewhere to figure out what you want to do, that you just, you know, truth is easier to write than fiction. You just tell the truth. We don't have to concoct any uh, fabricated marketing messages. We just talk about what we care about and, and who we are. And, and, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, it's a lot easier to do that than, than try to figure out what, uh, what kind of spin we should put on things and who we should be, uh, this week. And those values started with pop all. They're instilled in dad. They're instilled in all of us. And, you know, regardless of what, you know, podcast you listen to or uh, documentary you watch, culture is not something that you can just see and emulate. It's something that is ingrained uh, in every employee that you have. And, and that, uh, mentality. Of leaving the outdoors better than you found it and caring a little more deeply about the resource and the critters and wildlife, fish, waters, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it really is ingrained in every single one of us. And it's not something that you can just wake up one day and, and decide that, hey, I want Mossy Oak to uh, care, care about protecting uh, the wildlife and, and instilling that love of nature and everyone who wears our patterns. Uh, that's something that has been a piece of the fabric of the brand since 1986. And, uh, our job isn't too difficult because uh, it's It's something that really is uh DNA level deep in in everyone that works here
4: well, you know it is it is so true i mean uh when you think about brand it's uh, you know there are a lot of brands that have claimed to do patterns that have come and gone, but at the end of the day, the brand is essentially about the emotional connection it's the connection that people have with that product, whatever it might be in this case the Mossy Oaks brand and how it how it manifests itself over so many different platforms. I, I shared the the family tree of companies that you guys are involved in when we visit with your dad. But it's that connection. And a lot of that, as you point I mean, you point out, it's it it's a, it has a lot to do with experience, it has a lot to do with leading by example, a a true focus on conservation. But at the end of the day, it's something that works and people have a connection to that and when they hear that brand, they know that it that that this brand makes a difference in my hunting experience and I'm committed to that. Hey, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the company and then we're going to shift gear and talk about the stamp and some other stuff that you guys are working on. We'll see you after this break. Wow, come on, man.
1: Now that's Mississippi.
2: This
0: Protect your home and office with Havard Pest Control, a family-owned and operated business for 75 years. Havard provides termite and pest services with free quotes, low-monthly payments, free recalls, and unmatched customer service. For more information, visit HavardPest.com.
6: The best
7: made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Goal Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, melt-in-your-mouth pulled pork sandwich, and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
3: bridge builders
5: prime shrimp is a proud sponsor of tasty tuesday on good things with
1: rebecca turner go to prime to get pre-seasoned easy to cook shrimp delivered straight to your door
2: join mississippi's handyman buddy slowick every saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the mississippi construction education foundation studio Whether you're looking to learn a trade or expand your skills, contact MCEF today.
1: Is Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation focused on insurance or agriculture?
2: Well, the short answer is both. The family of Farm Bureau companies are proud to offer our many members various insurance products, but we were established for and remain committed to our deep farm roots
4: and our Mississippi farm families. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive.
3: You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. The walls and Outdoors, I have my two
4: friends, Neil and Daniel Hayes. <laughs> I said it, their name wrong at the beginning. It looks like Haas, but it's pronounced Hayes and uh, I will never forget that um, unless I have a, a, a memory lapse okay okay so anyway we're, we were talking about Mossy Oaks and went to the break um, hey you know one of the things I'm curious about Daniel in the in the pandemic a lot of people love being in the outdoors we saw we saw um, hunting licenses increase we saw the number of people who turkey hunt significantly increase um, how is has the pandemic treated your company
6: uh, I mean, like everyone else, there's been certain things that you have to adapt to and you struggle with. And you've got uh, a lot, a lot more people working from home than they previously did. So that kind of hybrid work environment was something they had to work through. Uh, luckily for outdoors companies, the, uh, you know, when people were told they, they couldn't go out to public, you know, you can't go to sporting events or concerts or whatever. A lot of people just wanted you to go spend time outside, whether that was backyard barbecuing or for people that are lucky to live in Mississippi like us, uh, that was hunting and fishing. So uh that I, you know we've had our struggles like every other apparel and, and product company trying to uh you know keep up with demand and the supply chain issues that have come with the pandemic have been really complicated uh, you know things are out of stock all the time but uh you know it's a good thing at least we're not stuck with products that nobody wants that uh that we can't get in you know we're we're making things that i think the fostering that love for the outdoors that a lot of our core customers have that's that's only been emphasized uh, in the in the past couple of years so we're we're lucky from that regard that uh, all of our core consumers love spending as much time as possible uh, outside.
5: Neil, did, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, and I would just like you said with the pandemic there was, there was a massive increase in licenses sold and, and hunters getting out and people just getting outside and then hunting and being outdoors. Uh but but with that become you know there's as most people know that follow on turkey hunting there's a steady decrease in turkey populations and there's a steady increase in the amount of hunters getting into the sport and so that's why it's so important to be able to teach people that you know to not only just take all the time but be able to get back to resource so learn how to get out and if you have a small piece of land learning how to manage that land better for turkey habitat by burning and other practices or trapping and, and whatever it may be listen to your biologists listen to people that are really knowledgeable on the subject and if everyone that gets into the sport gets in it for the right reasons and of so the wrong reasons we will have it for years to come but if not you know it'll be the reverse uh, of that so anyway that's that's kind of uh with the, all the people i, I, I kind of preach that all the time because all the new people getting into the sport uh it's important that we preach the right message and teach people the right way
4: yeah i couldn't have said it better myself neil and this is why the wild turkey stamp that you guys are working on uh, daniel is so important isn't it
5: it is we're
6: we're really really proud of it uh you know as anybody who uh, hunts know especially anybody who duck hunts uh, or anybody that's hunted for a long time you know back in the 70s and 80s and early 90s uh, there's a really long history in the United States of wildlife conservation stamps protecting different species that we hunt uh, and back in the 80s and 90s that was kind of the heyday when the NWTF released the first turkey stamp and uh, anybody who duck hunts knows you have to buy a federal and state duck stamp every year but most of the other stamp programs whether they were from uh, conservation groups or from state agencies have been defunct for decades. Uh, and the conversation around why, uh, because like Neil said, turkey populations are struggling in a lot of states. A lot of people are, are wondering why more states haven't reintroduced their state programs. And we just had a light bulb moment that was just like, well, you know, who, what, what rule is there that says Mossy can't release our own stamp? Uh, and that, you know, benefits wild turkeys in, in multiple forms. The obvious is that we... You know, we sell these stamps for $15, and every cent from that $15 goes into a conservation fund that will be distributed to Wild Turkey Research Projects. But the the cool, uh, you know, second level of that is a lot of these state agencies that have maybe procrastinated releasing their, re-releasing their stamp programs, they all have a little motivation because we've already heard from a few that are like, well, if Mossy Oak did it, you know, we don't really have an excuse anymore. That's You know, if Mossy Oak can do it, of course we can do it. So uh, they'll affect... Uh, that we've had with the, just the money that we raised is going to be really cool because one of the dynamics with wildlife conservation is that, you know, there's not GoFundMe pages for uh, wild turkey research projects. People can interact with them online, and they see pictures and videos, and you read about them, but you don't really have an easy way to be like, I want to give $50 to this wildlife biologist. Uh, and so the cool thing with this is that there's a lot of really hardcore, passionate turkey hunters that have uh, bought these stamps from Alcyot and, They've entrusted us with their money because they say, okay, this is a brand I care about. This is a brand I trust. We consider ourselves a proud turkey brand. Uh, and so for, for people to trust us with their money and know that if it's going to go to a good place, uh, that, that's going to go to good people, uh, doing good work for the turkeys. Uh, that's, it just, it brings us a lot of pride and we're going to continue selling it until the last turkey season ends, uh, the beginning of June. So if anybody's listening and you want to buy a turkey stamp yourself, if you just Google Mossy Oak Turkey Stamp, it'll bring you to our website and you can read a letter that dad wrote about what turkeys mean to us and uh you know we've had people pledge to buy one for every turkey they kill or every turkey that whoops their butt or uh whatever this year so we've we've had people buying a lot of them and and that money's going to go to a great uh cause
4: Listen, we're at the end of our time together, but Neil and Daniel Hayes from Mossy Oaks, it has been a real pleasure to get to know you. I can't wait to have you back. Maybe the next time we get together, we can talk about why Mississippi is the capital of the outdoors in America. Boy, there's a lot of reasons and a lot of dimensions to be able to claim from offshore fishing and backwater fishing on the coast to lake fishing to deer and duck and turkey. What a great legacy we're all part of here in Mississippi. But anyway, it's been a pleasure, my friends.
6: Thank you for having us on. Yeah, thank you for you having back.
4: us. You bet. God bless you guys and we look forward to visiting you next time. Have a great day. We'll see you next Monday and stay safe when you're in the outdoors. Just stay safe. Have a great day.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.